When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is Sprint Day at the 2023 Azerbaijan Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts and on today's episode, Sergio Perez proves Charles Leclerc was right to think Ferrari doesn't have the race pace to win on merit, easily passing the sprint pole sitter for a comfortable Saturday victory. Things were less smooth for teammate Max Verstappen, however, who got himself engaged in a war of words with George Russell about a first lap duel that damaged his car and his chances of completing a 1-2 for Red Bull Racing. The Dutchman had plenty to say, in fact, on Saturday night about the Sprint 2, doubling down on his criticism of the Sprint format and calling on F1 to scrap it completely. Not everyone agreed though, and there's plenty of reason to think the weekend has built a perfect set of unknowns to shape what could be a fascinating race on Sunday. To talk us through the sport's first standalone sprint day, it's over to your host on the ground, Julianne Serasoli. Hello everyone, it's Julian Serrazoli here directly from Baku after what was the first sprint day of F1's history. So we had Sergio Perez winning the short race after overtaking pole position Charles Leclerc basically at the first opportunity he had to open the DRS. After that, he just controlled the pace of what looked like a big rehearsal before the fourth race of the season. And this rehearsal didn't look that good for Leclerc, who is also the pole sitter for tomorrow's race. He will now have Max Verstappen by his side in the front row. And it's fair to say that the championship leader only failed to attack Charles during the sprint because he had a damaged car after colliding with George Russell at the first lap of the sprint. It's no coincidence that Leclerc finished the sprint on one hand satisfied with having a better car this weekend and on the other hand expecting to do another defensive race this Sunday. That's because Leclerc saw the difference in the degradation of Ferrari's tyres compared to his rivals during the sprint. He said, our car is very aggressive with the tyres. We still don't know what Rebel is doing to be so good with the tyres because we can see that they have almost no degradation. Leclerc believes he did everything right on Saturday and maximized what Ferrari could do, but yeah, he saw Paris pass him easily on lap 9 and just control the pace. Towards the end of the 17 laps of the sprint, Leclerc started to feel the pressure from Max, but the Dutchman never managed to be close enough to try to overtake, and when he got out of the car, Verstappen was able to understand exactly why there was a huge hole on the side of his car. He quickly went to George Russell to complain about his move on lap one and in his interviews afterwards he explained that he felt George took an unnecessary risk. He said, oh why risking so much in the first lap? He could have ended the race for both of us if we had a flat tire or something. I think it's a silly thing to do on the first lap and they are not even in the fight with us. 
As always, Max made his point quite clearly. But George wasn't really impressed. He joked he felt it was best not to remove his helmet when he saw Max come in to talk to him because he remembered what happened with Esteban Ocon in Brazil in 2018 when things got a little bit physical in the FIA waiting area in Interlagos. Russell really doesn't think he has been over-aggressive. He said there was a gap, I went for the gap. So it's basically that famous quote, if you no longer go for a gap, you're no longer a racing driver by Ayrton Senna, so often evoked when someone doesn't yield and then there's a crash. But anyway, George said, I don't understand why he tried to defend from the outside on a street track with the wall so close. Since our karting days, since we were seven, eight years old, we know that whoever has the inside line has the corner. Anyway, the FAA didn't feel it was enough to be even investigated. First lap incident. I think only Carlos Sainz is not allowed to have a first lap incident, uh, but that was Australia. Going back to Baku, the good news for Verstappen is that Rebel is allowed to carry out repairs to his car without any kind of penalty, even in the park maybe because there was uh, some damage, damage repairs you can do. So he heads into the Grand Prix with a strong chance of winning, although Paris stressed that the sprint win gave him a lot of confidence in a track in which he's always done so, so well. So maybe there will be someone else being aggressive with Max at the start of the race tomorrow, as it would be hard to think of any other real chances for Sergio to overtake his teammate in normal conditions during the race. Of course, everything that happened this Saturday meant Verstappen was even more critical of the sprint format than usual. He said it should be scrapped completely, it's artificial. He even said he got bored during quality today. He thought the weekend had too many qualifiers. Max prefers to have one qualifying and make it really special. And I know some fans are on his side and even a lot of people who don't usually agree with him, they are actually very angry because, oh, now I agree with Max, I never agree with him. I read a funny comment today saying that the F1 format is becoming so complicated that only someone who understands the American presidential election will be able to follow in the future. But anyway, it's also funny that you have on one hand the young Verstappen complaining and on the other hand Lewis Hamilton saying he likes having a new format every now and then, of course, not in every race. The other veteran of the grid, Fernando Alonso, also doesn't seem to mind the sprint and he was actually worried about something else and that's very important. He felt it was hard to follow rivals closely in Baku, which hindered the ability to fight for positions. So maybe that's why we didn't have that many fights for positions during the sprint. And it's not the first time drivers complain. He wasn't the only one who complained as well. Actually, we've been hearing this every now and then since Bahrain. Maybe it's how the cars are developing with the new rules. Maybe it has to do with the rule tweaks they did this year to stop the porpoising. But after every race, at least one driver says it feels almost like the old generation of cars. And that would be pretty bad, wouldn't it? Because we had that amazing season with Mercedes and Red Bull so close in 21 and then changed everything so we could have better racing. So that's something to watch for in the coming races. So does that mean that the race will be bad tomorrow? 
Well, one reason why I like the sprint is that it, usually the Sunday races are good when you have a sprint weekend. A lot of drivers will have bad setups because they only had one free practice. And also we have more reliable race information because they actually would have done a race against people, against other drivers, and not only simulations in free practice. And what did we learn in that, let's say, luxury race sim? Tires are suffering much more than expected, and teams which were far away from the points decided to use the sprint to experiment with the soft tires and realized it was really better to stay away from them. Remember that the sprint started at 5.30 local time, and the race itself will start at 3 p.m. local time. And tomorrow should be a little bit hotter than today. We should get to 28 degrees tomorrow. So Carlos Sainz was even saying that it could be a stretch to think of doing only one stop. So maybe we will see a mix of different strategies, some teams trying to wait for a safety car, which is always a rather safe bet in Baku, but you never know when it's going to come. So this might spice things up. Just to quickly wrap things up, this Saturday in Baku, Oscar Piastri didn't look well at all on the grid when I saw him very pale and he had even to sit down a little bit in the media pen as he's battling a stomach bug. So hopefully he'll be feeling better tomorrow. Logan Sargent didn't take part in the sprint after crashing during the shootout as Williams didn't have enough time to fix the car, but he will be on the grid this Sunday. Esteban Ocon will start the Grand Prix from the pit lane after making changes to the suspension, which he said were definitely needed, and the car is not 100% even with those changes. And Aston Martin is more hopeful the DRS issues they had during both qualifiers could not be as bad in race conditions as things seem to have worked a lot better during the sprint. They basically have a design problem with the new rear wing, so that's why there's not much they can do under Park Fermi conditions. So let's say if the wing had failed during normal weekend with more freak practices, they wouldn't have raced with it. But hey, that's the kind of risk you assume when you take new parts into a sprint weekend. I'll be back tomorrow with everything that happened in the fourth race of the season. Do you have any predictions? I think it would be good fun to see what Max does if someone is aggressive with him at the start tomorrow as well. Will he be thinking about the championship? Will he be like Max fully sand and hate the sprint forever? Let's wait and see what happens tomorrow and then I'll be back with everything for you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks to Julianne, who's in the Baku paddock all weekend. And she'll be back tomorrow to debrief the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Make sure you don't miss an update from Azerbaijan this weekend by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. You can keep up to date with the developments from the paddock throughout the day by following Julianne on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.